Welcome back to another episode of Bitfinex Talks. I'm your host, Ricardo Martinez. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm joined by Grover, the head of marketing from Say Project. Say is a blockchain that is focused on scalability and an astonishingly high rate of transaction throughput. I'm super excited to have Grover here with us today. Grover, how are you doing? Hey there, sir. Very well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Uh, like I said, I'm super happy to have you on the show. I really want to get into the weeds here with, with Say. Let's start off by going with what are the primary objectives and long-term vision of the Say crypto project? Yeah, um, good question, sir. Good question. So uh, if we go all the way back to the start, um, originally the co-founder Jay was working at Robinhood and he saw the whole GameStop saga happen with buy buttons being switched off um, on a sort of a CeFi service, uh, which was a very frustrating experience. And that was ultimately the, the inspiration to build an on-chain exchange uh, to rival these kinds of CeFi offerings. Um, however, at the time, back in 2021, he realized that the infrastructure wasn't there. So that was the inspiration for Say, which is to facilitate crypto apps that have a Web2 like user experience for the widest possible audience with all the benefits of cryptos like, like self-custody, decentralization. Um, so a lot of the engineering team are also from the Bay Area and have experience in other high-paced tech companies and startups. Um, so really, the vision is solving this, this core problem that everybody's facing of crypto, uh, the UX. Uh, and we, we're achieving this by building out the most performant and the highest, uh, the fastest time to finality blockchain infrastructure that's, that's possible. Um, we want to make it as accessible and open to as many developers as possible as well. And we think that that will really move the needle forward in, in crypto overall. So if, if Say is successful, then applications will be able to offer nearly the same UX as any Web2 competitor. Uh, and that's incredibly powerful. Yeah, I agree. I think right now it's kind of trending in that direction too. Like uh, if you look at what the most popular projects are, they all seem to be on uh, Web3 chains that that are faster and offer a more performant user experience. How, do, how does Say differentiate itself from other blockchain projects in terms of technology? Um, I know you mentioned that it's the fastest blockchain uh, finality in existence. Can you kind of let everyone know about the technological capabilities of the chain and why you've made those design decisions? Yeah. So Say is, is philosophically quite similar to some of these other high performance chains that launched in the past year. So all of these are optimizing for improving uh, throughput on a single shared state. Um, and that whole approach is built to, yeah, to build scalable infrastructure that can actually support these consumer grade use cases. So uh, basically by leveraging higher performance hardware that's actually relatively easy to acquire in 2024, um, you, can, you can achieve this. So um, the technical point that sort of differentiates, say, from other fast chains, uh, like you mentioned there, is time to finality. So say offers the fastest time to finalize transactions of any chain. Uh, and that's by leveraging uh, basically a modified version of Tendermint consensus. Um, we, we don't have to get too deep into it, but uh, the original Tendermint is uh, used by a lot of Cosmos chains, um, including some notoriously battle-tested ones over the past couple of years. Uh, it has something called single slot finality, which basically means that once a, a block is uh, agreed upon by the validator set, there's no possibility for, for reorgs. So that gives anyone that's using, say, for like mission critical or complex high frequency trading use cases, more confidence than, than on other chains. So, so the key change here really uh, technically is how blocks are constructed and propagated. So the TLDR is that 
Say um, Labs took Tendermint from six seconds finality to sub 400 millisecond finality. So that's just a little bit slower than human reaction times, uh, which is the comparison I like to make to sort of make it real. Um, so that's around uh, 10x faster than Solana is to finality right now. Uh, with the caveat, of course, I'll be balanced that Solana has more full nodes than Say does at this point in time. Um, but over the coming years, the Say Labs team, we want to crank this down even lower. We think it's extremely doable considering there's uh, it's actually around 100 milliseconds of artificial latency baked into the process to, to eat into. So uh, by the end of it, hopefully you shouldn't notice much difference between uh, using something like Amazon and using an app on say, that's, uh, that's sort of the vision here. In your tests, I guess like what what's like the like extremes of like transactions uh, per second that you guys have yeah. achieved so far? Uh, so there's a few ways of, of slicing this pie. Uh, there's an interesting point about there's no like standard sort of, uh, there's no standards to sort of compare chains like for like. People can pretty much um, run whatever tests they like and, and use whatever data they want. Um, however, so there's a couple of metrics uh, I like to point out. So the first one is um, we have run tests on say v2, and, and we'll talk about say v2 a bit more in a bit. Um, and we're seeing uh, well over 5,000 TPS just on uh, on a distributed set of, set of nodes across the world. Uh, we think that that's the theoretical there is probably about 12,500 TPS uh, that's achievable. Um, Say so also has quite an interesting feature uh, which allows you to bundle orders. Um, so you can bundle up to I think 50, 40 or 50 uh, orders into a single transaction. And in that case, we we quote the number OPS, orders per second. So that's something like 28,000. 29,000 orders per second uh, on say, um, which realistically is is uh, more than enough. If you consider that uh, on Ethereum mainnet, you can probably get about 15 TPS, and on Ethereum L2s and rollups, you can you can you're looking at like 30 uh, TPS, some something like that. So, you know, um, uh, quite a bit faster. Uh, this so the step change here is I think people are underestimating how big of a jump uh, that is. Are there any trade-offs that were made in order for you guys to achieve this kind of performance? Yeah, so uh, decentralization is something definitely to touch on here. So uh, this is super important to say overall. So because there's, there's really no point in designing a blockchain uh, if it's no more decentralized than like a CFI or uh, like a centralized option with a bunch of trust assumptions and things. Um, so basically the, the philosophy here is by choosing to optimize for throughput, you start at a point where you can scale like from the beginning and then build consumer apps sooner, leveraging modern hardware, which we'll get more into when we discuss parallelization, hopefully later on. But um, hardware costs and requirements wise, like this is the main difference. If, if you're looking at say versus um, Ethereum, for example, so say no, it's required 64 gigs of RAM, uh, one terabyte SSD, um, which is actually quite modest and, and easy to obtain for anyone who's actually like I guess competent to sort of run and operate a full node, upgrade the software, uh, make sure it's resilient. So um, yeah, that's like one of the main difference. I think a lot of people assume you need like a quantum computer or something um, to sort of validate on say, but that's not the case. Uh, you can probably find a 64 gig RAM uh, set up pretty, pretty straightforwardly. Um, so uh, estimating here, I think the hardware costs are probably in a region of five to 10 X the cost of running a node on Ethereum. Um, but considering you get like a, a 500 to 1000 X improvement in throughput, it seems like a very worthwhile trade-off when, uh, yeah, the alternative is like you, you need to pay a ton in gas and it's like the blocks get filled and nobody can use the network for um, consumer grade apps in the first place. So 
Uh, right now, say runs on just over 40 full nodes across 10 countries, uh, with the majority being in Europe and North America. Uh, so that's that's around the same number of full nodes as Solana when it first started out. And uh, we'll definitely push to decentralize more and more over time, get more people having more copies of the blockchain around the world. Um, I, I think a lot of people are quite divided on like how much decentralization is enough. So there's probably like an S-curve where you get diminishing returns on adding more nodes. Uh, so it's definitely up for debate where that line is. You know, is 100 full nodes enough? Is 1,000? Is 10,000? Um, so yeah, in the end, we're starting off with, you know, starting off with uh, something I guess you could call sufficient decentralization, and then we just push uh, more and more over time. So yeah, that's that's like the main consideration here. It's always, you know, performance versus you know how many full nodes have you got? What are the hardware and uh, bandwidth requirements to run those nodes? You mentioned say version two. Um, can you kind of explain what the changes are and what the motivations were? Uh, behind the upgrade? Sure, yeah. So um, I think one thing is super clear, which is that the EVM is here to stay. So that's the Ethereum virtual machine, which is the, the virtual machine, like the software. I guess you could imagine like some of your listeners who are not familiar with like virtual machines. It's like the Windows running on top of your, your computer or, or um, you know, Mac OS running on top of your, your, uh, your Mac. Um, so we think that it has terminal velocity, you know, a ton of people are using it. And it's extremely unlikely for the EVM to lose its majority share in the market for a long while. You know, in crypto, a year is a long time. Uh, and we think for at least at least that long. Um, so uh, there are other execution environments getting developed right now, like Move and uh, Fuel. But we think they're going to have a tough time um, getting adoption, sort of like JavaScript in Web2. So even though it might not be the best language, uh, it has a ton of support. So it's a default that um, developers will use. But the, the problem with EVM right now is that it doesn't really scale throughput. So uh, we talked already about ethl one and ETH rollups. You probably can't get more than 30 sustained TPS, uh, which seriously limits the design space. Since many applications you want to be building, um, you know, they need more than 30 TPS. So uh, SAV2 basically introduces uh, the EVM to say. So as part of the core binary of say, we're going to be running Geth, which is like the most popular EVM client, and it's going to be fully parallelized. So, uh, if if there's one thing you remember from uh, what I what I talked about today, it's that a, a parallelized EVM on say lets you get the best of Ethereum and Solana. So you get the EVM, all the mindshare, the tooling, the work that's been done over the past nine years, um, plus you get the fast execution kind kind of the fast execution that Solana offers as well. Uh, so it's like a, it's kind of like mixing the two ideas. Uh, so yeah, like I mentioned, you know, it's it's going to be fully um, uh, part of say's core binary, completely backwards compatible with applications that have already been built on the EVM. Uh, and we think that this is sort of a a potential scaling approach for the broader Ethereum ecosystem. Um, a lot of people talk about Ethereum, you know, as like just a blockchain, but we see it as a group of developers in a community. So we're hoping that the, the Ethereum community can leverage some of this open source work that we're doing. So, you know, things like SayDB to achieve new possibilities for scaling that, that don't exist right now. Can you kind of break down for, I guess, some of our less technical viewers, what you mean when you say parallelized or parallelized? Yeah. 
yeah, it's the hardest word in the English language to say. I I find um, <laughs> parallelizable. Uh, I, I get up every morning and I, I look in the mirror and I I say it five times. I brush my teeth and it's part of my routine. Um, so yeah. Um, basically, yeah, we we want to solve this user experience problem. We want to build build a parallelized EVM. Cool. What does that actually mean? Like, there's a lot of buzzwords here. Uh, so to draw like a really simplified picture of what this means, um, I'll use the best analogy I've come up with so far and uh, open to others which are um, better. So let's say that you have, it's like a really hot day and, uh, and you want to drink, um, but there's only one vending machine in uh, in the town or the city you're in. Uh, let's say that's vending machine serves for maybe five different types of drinks. So Coke, Sprite, Fanta, uh, another two drinks. So if you want a, a Coke, but another guy wants a Sprite, another guy wants a Fanta, you've all got to queue together, uh, which is a pain, like, oh man, uh, this, this is annoying. There's, there's a Pepsi there. I'm the only guy here who wants Pepsi, but I've got to wait with all these other people who want other drinks. So instead, imagine you have five vending machines, which all serve one different type of drink. So now, uh, if you're the only guy who wants Pepsi, you know, for some reason, uh, you don't have to queue with the Coke people. So that's sort of the analogy I use. Um, in the same way, if you imagine now, like everybody knows that when you want to go and mint an NFT uh, on Ethereum mainnet, like uh, let's say Board Ape, your club is minting. Uh, fees spike, everything goes crazy for everybody. So you have to pay a ton of gas to do absolutely anything uh, on the blockchain because there's an NFT mint going on. So uh, if you parallelize the process, you don't have to queue with the guys who want to mint the NFT. Now you can just like, you know, if you want to send your friends some 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 tokens or you want to uh, swap something, you don't have to queue with uh, everybody doing the this other thing. So yeah, this really leads to like a pretty reasonable performance boost uh, just by itself. Um, one little uh, nuance here. So uh, this process on say will be optimistic. So it means that developers don't actually have to do anything. So all the transactions are assumed to be parallelizable uh, from the start. Uh, and the fancy way of saying that is optimistic concurrency control. But basically, yeah, um, developers don't have to do anything. They can just port across their applications that are running on Ethereum right now, and they'll benefit from all of this like uh, optimistic parallelization. And it also means they'll get the fastest times of finality as well um, using this uh, consensus mechanism we're using. So like I mentioned, like we think this opens such a huge new design space for teams uh, that are building on and, and around Ethereum. Uh, so yeah, that's um, uh, a big piece of what, of what parallelization kind of is and what it means. Okay, so if the EVM is uh, parallelized, <laughs> is it still fully compatible with like other... EVM implementations that are currently operating like in yep. the multi-chain web three universe? Exactly. So if you've built an application on, I don't know, uh, Phantom, or if you've got an app on Arbitrum or something like that, um, and it runs on Geth, then it will be exactly the same. So uh, yeah, you won't have to make any changes at all. Um, you'll be able to use MetaMask. You'll be able to use pretty much any other Ethereum wallet that you're familiar with to sign uh, transactions on on this as well so yeah it, we're trying to make it as simple as possible for developers to just come across and uh, and use the uh, save v2 straight away and then could you explain how say integrates with other web3 chains within like the multi-chain web3 defi uh world yeah sure so, uh so so right now um say is connected to a lot of the bridges that you know and love um and there'll be a bunch more unlocked by adding evm uh in the future. So a lot of the tooling and solutions on 
uh, that other EVM chains use will be available on, say, in the near future as well. Same wallets, same oracles, same same everything. Um, some interesting new ways to connect chains uh, are coming up soon as well that, say, will be leveraging. Like uh, with Circle, you have this cross-chain transfer protocol. Um, a lot of people are like uh, approaching bridging it slightly differently. Um, but we think all this, uh, you know, idea of interoperability. I hear interoperability and I hear fragmentation. Um, you know, bridge trust assumptions, pretty nasty user experiences, all very real problems that I don't think anybody's solved uh, fully just yet. Uh, but I think we're getting closer. It's it's all the part of this UX uh, thing. You're probably familiar. Like, hey, if you want to uh, use this this chain, you've got to download a new wallet. You've got to figure out how to get some gas. You've got to uh, understand where the apps are, you know, you, you don't know which is the most reliable or the safest bridge in the first place. So, yeah, um, right now, overall, across the whole of crypto, I'd say it's pretty, pretty nasty. Uh, but at least now you can use the same wallets that you're using on uh, Ethereum, like EVM chains, and you can use a lot of the bridges that you're familiar with. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, at least a step in the right direction for us. As well as being compatible with like EVM ch based chains, being based on a Tendermint consensus mechanism are you guys also like fully compatible with all the tendermint based chains yeah so we'll still have um we'll, we'll have two execution environments on say so you'll be able to run your like cosmosm your cosmos applications so everything in the current say ecosystem is built on uh, and we will talk about we should talk about the current ecosystem as well there are there are a few apps seeing a lot of action uh, right now and we're really really hyped about it to be honest so uh, for nfts you've got Palette, which is the main sort of NFT market. Uh, market. You've got the token sort of trading and uh, S coining. You've got uh, Astroport uh, uh, NFT minting with Lighthouse by the WeBump team as well, which is quite similar to Metaplex on Solana. If you guys are familiar, um, so yeah, we're seeing like a bunch of NFT activity right now um, on say and grassroots community tooling being built out, which is really really cool. Uh, but yeah, like we think this. EVM integration will obviously unlock even more op, um, options for developers to deploy on, say, using Truffle, Hardhat, and a lot of the repos that developers are familiar with. Um, but I, one interesting stat that I saw recently is, say, had um, if you added all the NFT activity from Base, Avalanche, Optimism, and, and Arbitrum together, uh, say, had a higher volume of NFT trading than all of them combined, uh, and we actually had more than Ethereum for one day, which sounds, uh, you know, like n not a huge deal. But for us, we were like, okay, that's that's really cool. Uh, so yeah, really excited to see more NFT activity on chain. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of how things are looking. The whole the whole uh, you, if you if you look at say on Twitter right now, it, it all comes up with uh, like Super Saiyan sort of memes and uh, all kinds of really really uh, funny sort of community stuff is coming out, so, which is which is awesome. Um, just to see that grassroots stuff keep sort of uh, sprouting, I guess. To kind of keep it in this theme of, of grassroots, you mentioned something very interesting here just a moment ago about uh, grassroots community tooling. Can you kind of get into what kind of tools uh, exist for developers and what kind of environment, uh, I guess, developers can expect for building dApps and stuff on, say? Yeah. Um, so it, right now, if you want to deploy an app on, say, um, it's all in Cosmosm. I think there's a there's a good if you check out the say docs, there's some some reasonably good uh, guides on how to do that. Uh, we are updating the docs very very soon. We've had a ton of good feedback uh, from people and and developers building. So yeah, we want to make sure that's that's complete and uh, as uh, accessible as possible. 
um, yeah, like if so, if you wanted to mint an NFT, you can go and just use the Lighthouse tool by uh, WeBump. Um, if you want to, uh, you can. I think a lot of these applications are open source as well. There's quite a um, uh, a strong open source sort of um, community and sort of uh, ethos in Cosmos as well, uh, which a lot of people abide by. And then uh, you know, obviously following the licenses, but there's, there's quite a lot of um, work that's been done that you can sort of fork and you can iterate on top of. So I think. Uh, that side is is interesting, uh, but for sure, like uh, compared to how much has been built out around EVM, it's 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 tiny. Um, there's there's just like so much more stuff uh, on the EVM, which is internally we say it's kind of going from from hard mode to uh, maybe medium um, because there's just the amount of uh, yeah just development work that's been done. The number of developers is like a hundred x. So we're really really uh, looking forward to that. Apart from optimistic parallelization, what other improvements does the say v2 upgrade bring to to the chain? Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I mentioned, we'll have two execution environments. So it's like running Windows and Mac at the same time. You've got WASM and EVM. Um, and that's all part of say's core binary. So not uh, as like smart contracts on top, for example. It's all just part of the chain. Um, it adds this optimistic parallelization we touched on. Uh, it also adds something uh, called SayDB. So uh, this is um, a, a problem that you get with high throughput chains. So if you look at Ethereum and the number of blocks that have been produced so far, uh, Say has already done 2x uh, the number of blocks that Ethereum has, has processed in the same time um, because just how many get process basically like every 400 milliseconds there's a new block um so you what, what you end up having is a ton of data to store and the size of your state gets larger and larger much much faster so you have to build out a what? new solution which fixes that yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but just out of curiosity because you just said that like what size is is the say chain at currently uh you know what i'm not sure right now um it, i think atlantic 2 our so our testnet atlantic 2 uh got spammed pretty heavily um, quite a lot over the past year um so it's in the order of terabytes already um but i think pacific one mainnet is quite a bit less i'd have to double check the numbers but it's i i seem to remember a couple of terabytes for atlantic 2 so it's already pretty chunky um which is why it's so important to address this quickly uh, so like this is part of sadb and and it reduces the basically a whole bunch of things. It it means you can sync up your nodes much much faster. Uh, you know, state sync now is like twenty minutes versus like uh, never ending this never ending thing trying to catch up with the chain. Uh, it reduces the size of the state by I want to say sixty percent. I think there's a there's a nice blog post uh, on the same main account which goes into all of this in, in a lot of detail. Uh, but yeah, like all of these things are really important. Also the the amount of writes and reads you can do from this the state, uh, sort of the way that's managed is changed, so that you can squeeze out more performance from parallelized EVM uh, because reads and writes are obviously like super super important, and the way that's managed is super important. So um, e even though I'm not the best to talk about the, the specifics, but there's a really nice blog post I recommend everybody reads um, about SayDB. So that's the other part that changes. Um, the the last thing is uh, just to note like all of these components and all of these parts that that build up to, to become say are either fully battle tested or really like well understood like tested in production um and that's like quite important we think developers want to see that 
you know, the chain they're building on is going to be reliable, is going to be res resilient, uh, you know, try and minimize that risk. So like implement software that works and then iterate, um, you know, launch it, get feedback, iterate on top and then relaunch. That's sort of like this ethos that Say Labs has. We would put a very, very high weighting on, I guess you could call it ruthless prioritization. Uh, meet the market where it is. That's that's kind of what we're trying to do here. The, the alternative approach would be to build out, try and build out the perfect machine and spend like two years doing it and never launch anything, and which is uh, not not the best approach as far as we're concerned. We're much happier just launching, getting feedback, and then uh, iterating and relaunching. Can you discuss like what's next for Say? Like what's what can people expect? Like I guess from the Say roadmap moving forward. Yeah. So uh, the test net for Save 2 is scheduled in, for the in the next month or so. Um, Q1 is the, the official answer there. Um, mainnet will be subject to governance and audits, but that's scheduled for the first half of 2024. Um, that's then when uh, yeah, EVM will go live. The first paralyzed EVM will be live on, on mainnet, and people can uh, come and, and check out all the applications that are launching. Uh, we think that that will just be like, again, just the starting gun for uh, things to get built and deployed on top of say but if you think about um right now at the very beginning you'll be able to bring across applications that were built uh on ethereum and you know around ethereum but they won't have been designed for uh, to really really leverage the throughput and the parallelized workloads you can now uh, sort of build around on say so uh, we think over time you know those applications you know out of the gate they'll be faster cool uh, but what can you now build that you couldn't build before on Ethereum? Like, what can you bring on chain that had previously had to be bought off chain? Like, you don't have to do order matching off chain. You don't have to do computation off chain. You can bring it all onto the blockchain, which is like um, quite significant, at least we think. Um, so uh, after that as well, like the roadmap is long and, and winding. Uh, we'll definitely get more feedback and, and see what makes the most sense to build out next. Uh, we think. Uh, further decentralization is probably quite important. So uh, we want to think about light clients, uh, a lot like Celestia. Uh, so thinking about how to do, uh, like, let more let more people verify transactions on chain. So you don't necessarily have to run a full node. You can just uh, run a light client and you can verify transactions. And you know, by doing that with enough people, you you start to um, build up a picture of the chain, and it starts to get to, it starts to feel a bit more comfy with the number of nodes running. So that might be a reservation from the Ethereum side, but um, I'm sure like, yeah, this is something we're super conscious of. Um, yeah, and then of course, yeah, just all of this stuff um, uh, that we've sp spoken about today, uh, there'll, be, there'll be things to fix. There'll be uh, iterations and optimizations to make, and uh, Say Labs is gonna be here doing that for, uh, for the foreseeable. So that's how it looks for Say in the near future. I guess as, as my last question, would you mind giving out social media links, um, developer resources where developers can go if they want to get involved in the project and all that kind of information. So if anybody listening to the podcast uh, wants to know more about Say, they can they can find it easily. Yeah, so uh, if you follow at Say Network on Twitter, um, there's a link tree in there in the, in the bio when you can check out, uh, you can hop into the Discord, um, you can jump into the docs, uh, I recommend, honestly, um, a lot of the guys on the team are super close to the ground, like very responsive. So if you check out the affiliates, uh, the Say uh, affiliates right now, and, and if you DM pretty much anybody on this list, they're going to come back to you uh, pretty quickly. So um, if you want to get in touch with the team, discuss like your project, your ideas, uh, definitely reach out to anybody on that list. Um, there is a, 
entrepreneur in residence program um, that's running right now as well. So uh, yeah, you can contact any anyone on that list and, and ask about that. Um, yeah, and then as soon as uh, as soon as testnet goes live for EVM, we'll be releasing a bunch of docs and a bunch of guides to help uh, people get set up there as well. So yeah, that's how things look. Cool. Sounds super exciting. Um, it, is there anything that I didn't ask that you want the audience to know that you feel super important? Uh, honestly, I think so. Yeah, we covered all the like the, we we got like into the tech uh, quite a bit. Um, I think the other thing to say is around just like what a blockchain is all about. Yes, it's it's important to have fast tech. It's important important to have good tech. Um, but it's it's probably more important to listen to what developers actually want and, and what users' pain points actually are, um, and and this is like, uh, you know how 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 you're probably supposed to run run like startups and how you're probably supposed to approach these kinds of things. You start with the problem, and then you build the tech based on that problem. Um, you 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 don't start with like uh, some kind of like a science project and then try and develop the perfect solution and then ship it and hope they'll come. That's that's definitely not the the way we want to approach things. Um, we're also like really really psyched. I think I mentioned before, but like the amount of uh, interest and community excitement right now uh, around say is is definitely really cool. So uh, yeah, we we think we're it's it's we're in a beautiful spot. Um, everybody in the say community right now and uh, are really looking forward to see. Uh, how things play out in 2024. Grover, thank you so much for coming on the show and letting me ask you so many questions about the Say project. Uh, it was a pleasure interviewing you. For sure. Thanks, Ricardo. I'll uh, catch you again soon. Cheers.